advanced through their ranks, cutting them down with impunity. Safira waded into the fray to his left, while to his right, Arya was a blur of motion, every swing of her sword signaling death for another servant of the Empire. When Aragon spun around to evade a pair of spears, he saw the fur-covered elf Bloodgarm close behind, as well as the eleven other elves who guarded him and Safira. Farther back, the Varden poured into the courtyard through the gap in the castle's outer wall, but they refrained from attacking. It was too dangerous to go anywhere near Safira. Neither she nor Aragon nor the elves required assistance in disposing of the soldiers. Then a hail of black-fletched arrows fell, killing or injuring many of the soldiers. Aragon shied away from the missiles and covered himself with his shield, although he was confident his magic would protect him. A bitter smile twisted his lips. The archers above had realized that their only hope of victory lay in somehow killing Aragon and the elves, no matter how many of their own they had to sacrifice to do so. The fighting continued for another few minutes, whereupon the remaining soldiers either surrendered or tried to flee. Some of the Varden were carrying a battering ram through the street, leading to the castle. Others were assembling in ragged lines next to the keep door, ready to enter the castle and confront the soldiers within. Among them stood Aragon's cousin, Roran, gesturing with his ever-present hammer while he issued orders to the detachment under his command. At the far end of the courtyard, Sephira crouched over the corpses of her kills. Then, from inside the castle, Aragon heard the rattle of gears and chains, followed by the scrape of heavy wooden beams being drawn back. With a hollow boom, the doors of the keep swung open. Then a horse and rider burst forth. In his left hand, the rider held what Aragon first took to be a common lance, but he soon noticed that it was made of a strange green material and had a barbed blade forged in an unfamiliar pattern. A faint glow surrounded the head of the lance, the unnatural light betraying the presence of magic. The rider angled his horse toward Sephira, who began to rear onto her hind legs. Concern clutched at Aragon. The rider was too sure of himself, the lance too different, too eerie. Though her wards ought to protect her, Aragon was certain Sephira was in mortal danger. I won't be able to reach her in time, he realized. Withdrawing into himself, Aragon reviewed a half-dozen words from the ancient language and composed a simple spell to stop the galloping warhorse in his tracks. Fast as he was, the elves were faster still. Before he could utter a single word, a frenzy of low chanting erupted behind him, and the elves' magic took effect. The mosaic in front of the horse stirred and shifted, and a long rift opened up in the ground, a gaping crevice of uncertain depth. With a loud scream, the horse plunged into the hole and pitched forward, breaking both of its front legs. As horse and rider fell, the man in the saddle drew back his arm and threw the glowing lance toward Sephira. She could not run, she could not dodge, so she swung a paw at the dart, hoping to knock it aside. She missed, however, by a matter of inches, and Aragon watched with horror as the lance sank a yard or more into her chest, just under her collarbone. A pulsing veil of rage descended over Aragon's vision. 
he drew upon every store of energy available to him. His body, the sapphire set in the pommel of his sword, the twelve diamonds hidden in the belt of Baloth the wise round his waist, and the massive store within Aran, the elf ring that graced his right hand, as he prepared to obliterate the rider, heedless of the risk. Aragon stopped himself, however, when Bloodgarm appeared, leaping over Sephira's left foreleg. The elf landed on the rider like a panther pouncing on a deer and knocked the man onto his side. With a savage twist of his head, Bloodgarm tore open the man's throat with his long white teeth. A shriek of despair emanated from a window high above the open entrance to the keep, followed by a fiery explosion that ejected blocks of stone from within the building, blocks that landed amid the assembled Varden, crushing limbs and torsos like dry twigs. Aragon ignored the stones.